Sup, it's Hakeem Murphy, and it's 2021, and you're listening to Roberto's Ingram's Decisive Music Podcast. Hello there, everyone. Welcome. Welcome back to another Decisive Podcast Series guest mix. My name is Roberto Q. Ingram, and I'm glad and excited and very thankful that you're with us today. And hopefully, you you know, you're doing safe and taking care and getting ready for a better day. I sure am. Um, Always thinking positive, you know me. Not delusional, just making a choice of uh, keeping myself somehow sane through these trying times. I'd like to welcome today my guest. His name is Hakim Murphy from New Jersey. He's uh, residing here in Germany. Um, Good friend of mine. We have a very interesting interview this guy is very funny, uh, but very talented and, uh, yeah, very witty. Yeah, he's been doing his thing for quite a long time now. Uh, we will get more information from him. I don't want to spill all the beans. He's released on so many different labels and and uh, has done a lot of great work. Um, I just want to remind you that uh, you can go to our Facebook group, Instagram, or you can go to our SoundCloud page where you can listen to all the other uh, podcasts and DJ mixes in its entirety without any interruptions at all and without me talking. Uh, also, you can go and check out our new YouTube page where we have a lot of great videos for you. We're currently working on getting the numbers up on that and doing a little bit more to make your experience a lot more enjoyable. And don't forget to join us this Sunday from 4 o'clock until 8 p.m. where we have our We Need Each Other stream. That's right. It's uh, Claire Granlun, Roberto Ingram, myself, Jack Master Rob, Gorgeous George. We have J-Lab back with us and with our special guests, 912 from Amsterdam. That's right. We have five hours of non-stop 100% quality music. Be sure to make sure that you join us early. Make sure you go to the Decisive Mix Cloud page and there get ready for the chat forum so we can, uh, yeah, give you a shout out or something. You know, let's have some fun. Let's get loose, right? And support the artist. And with that said, let's get on with it with the Decisive Podcast Guest Mix Series, episode number 57 with my man, Hakim Murphy. I'm excited to have back on the program a brother from uh, New Jersey, DJ house producer, uh, techno, live performer, Hakim Murphy in the building. Brother, what's going on? How you feeling, Hakim? What's up, Jersey in the building? What's going on? What's going on? How you feeling today after your l- your long night of a uh, <laughs> slavery camp? Oh <laughs> uh, no, I'm good, man. Just like. Trying to, you know, get some shout out, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Get some shout out a little bit later. But that's all. Everything's good, you know what I'm saying? So you said that you had good. a lot of you had a lot of boxes because people are buying online uh rather than going to the shops, huh? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Many. Many, many. Are you working many, for uh, many, Amazon? Many, many. Yeah, yeah. But that's, well, that's, yeah, that's a- just a this is a job. <laughs> job. Yeah, but the, I mean, ho- the holidays. You know what I mean. The holiday job, basically. How you so dealing with this COVID? Up. How you doing? Dealing with this COVID period? Yeah. Getting better? Um. 
Yeah, yeah, it's, it's normal. I'm not, it's, I'm not doing too much. I mean, I wasn't doing too much before, but now it's not possible to do anything really. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm just doing it. I'm, I'm staying. I'm taking the proper precautions, I guess. Mm-hmm. Taking the proper precautions, wearing a mask. Well, you kind of got to wear a mask. You can't go to any stores, or you can't go on the public transportation without a mask. So, I do that. You, 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 did you pimp your mask out? You got a pimped out mask? No, I just bought a regular one. Nah. Uh, I mean, nah. I, 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 it's fun though. I saw one I wanted to get. It was it had Arnold Schwarzenegger's mouth from a Total Recall. <laughs> Look cool. Quay, Quay. <laughs> so what you been up to lately besides uh working working hard? Doing any music? Any music coming up? Um, it's been back and forth with the music stuff. Um, mostly not doing music, I guess. It's been a little bit slower, but then sometimes having a burst of music. So when I make it, I make it. So, but along with the, the job, I have two jobs actually, so I don't have that much time. Plus my family. I guess I can always make time. So, but yeah, it's, it's been going slow. It's slow going at the moment. You think uh, the years to come will be where everyone has more than one job? I mean, was that the plan? You're getting conspiracy theories now about the Illuminati and stuff like that. Um, Not really. It's just a simple question. Uh, no, it is, it is because people are like, well, they want you to be a slave. It's a triangle, and at the top, the, you know. The people do stuff, and then the bottom don't know. The, the bottom half don't know what the top people are doing. They want you to work for you forever. Yeah, but I mean, if you got income, it depends on what kind of income you got. Some people got income; they got passive income. They don't got to work a job. Other people got to work a job. This is, <laughs> this is the way it is. But no, I think uh, to survive, maybe with inflation, maybe you might. It's possible. It's possible. It's definitely a possibility. You think those you think those blue collar workers are just working to pay their bills, and they don't really have they don't really care too much about uh, major, big, huge goals or obtaining. Some some people are like that. That's why they work a job like that. They don't have no ambition. I mean, you know, you got you got to start baby steps. You got to have bills in your name and pay those before you can do something great. Is that 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 calls for good work ethics? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, but you know you can't be like I'll be one of the greatest ever do anything, but you don't have you never paid the bill in your life. Makes no sense. Makes no sense. Haven't paid no bill. I mean, that's what pimps do, don't they? Pimp the pimps pay bills. Yeah, they pay bills, man. They 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 got tolls, man. They be told they they tax their chicks, and they Uh pay taxes to the police or whatever. That's how it works. Mm. It's like the cost of doing business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you pay the cost to be the boss. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Since our last interview, um, you've been, um, I guess, with your last release was uh, Analog Scriptures, wasn't it? Yeah, that's my last official release. Official release. Asia, Asia 505, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's your that's a moniker of yours. One of them, huh? Yeah, you're the only one, really. How many you got? This one, this one. Uh-huh. 
That's the only one I, I, I go by once in a while. And your collaborate, you have a few collaborations you go by, right? Yeah, I have about like, I have maybe like two ongoing collaborations and then many like one-off collaborations. What are those entitled? Of course, the most powerful one was uh, Interspace Half-Life release. We made about 14 or 15 releases over the years, album, a mini album, um, many, many records, remixes. And then my friend from uh, Lebanon, Sari, we call by, we go by Dream Scoring. Then I had made a track or a release for Christopher Rowell and me, and DJ Spider and me, and Spectre and myself, it's called. Chicago Highways, right? Yeah, yeah, Hardware, hardware Hustlers. Uh, what would you say, Hardware Hustlers? Yeah, Hardware Hustlers, <laughs> me and Spectre, and Pegasus, Pegasus uh, Skyheat, with uh, Chicago Skyway, as you just mentioned. Um, one of my friends from Lyon, uh, called Slow Motion. So it's been random. You can check the discards to find out all that information. Where'd you get the most, which collaboration did you get the most uh, outcome? Oh, uh, the Interspace Outputs, Half, shall I say? Interspace Half-Life, sure. Mm-hmm. We, we, toured, we toured together, we did everything together. Mm-hmm. How was it working with uh, Spectre? It was good. It was where's, just, where's he from? Where's Spectre from? You're from uh, Chicago, what? Chicago area. I'm trying to think, is he from the suburbs or is he from the city? He might be from the suburbs, like Cicero, maybe, maybe. It's a, how would you describe it? I think it sounds kind of kind of dub house stuff, right? It really unconventional. No, like deep, it's like just deep house. Not a lot of not a lot of open high hats. No, it's just a deep house. It's deep house. I would, I would, I would, if I had to classify anything that he was doing, it'd be the deep house. Uh-huh. And uh huh. Because. The tempo is usually slower, usually a bunch of sounds mixed together, and uh, trying to do that, to find that groove. So that's what he I does. I always wanted to ask you uh, the concept behind analog scriptures. What is that all about? That was the uh, that's the the morals of my musical taste, how they developed. That's the analog scriptures, because you know, like in religious scriptures, people get their morals from this and so that's why I got my morals and my taste and my this house music that I love that represents we get it from the bible from the scriptures yeah from whatever from whatever but these are these are audio these are audio audio scriptures you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> your way of life your way of uh, 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 sculpting music or yes it's shorter words, yes. Mm-hmm. Wow, analog scriptures. Uh-huh. Yeah. How far you want to take that? How long? Well, actually, how long? Um, it, is it? Was that only uh, one project? I mean, one uh, release? Or are you going to do yeah, more yeah. From, no, on, that, on that content? This one, this one. We, we move. We move forward. You know, we keep it. Di- we keep it diverse, and we move forward. Mm-hmm. Um, what? Uh, are your holy grail instruments for that analog scriptures to uh, express the, uh, the message you just uh, 
the scriptures. Uh, are there any Holy Grail hardware instruments that uh, you uh, that comes to mind? No, I mean, I mean, for in general, it would be like a nine nine and an eight hundred eight and a three hundred three. Of course, all rolling uh, drum machines and, and that's uh, synthesizer. Um, and then maybe like a Juno 106 or something like this. You make them talk. Which one you make? The, which one I, you make I don't, talk? I don't, I, don't, I don't have any of those, but I'm saying those would be the the instruments. Um, but as far as for that album, I use uh, the MPC. I use the SH, I mean, the uh, Microcore. MPC. That's what I use for that. Classic, baby. MPC, huh? You make it talk? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I make it. I, I make it. I spit that lit. I spit that lit. <laughs> there you go. That's some Chicago, Chicago gang shit. Spit lit. <laughs> like, where you ride? Where you ride? What you ride? Spit that lit. <laughs> what do you, uh, what are you, what are you making on the MPC pads, chords, uh, nah, drums? drums? Easy drums. The pads and chords are for the, the, the key instruments, with keyboard part with key with keys, so I can play the notes. It's easier. The sampling takes too long to do all that. Yeah, on the MPC it takes too long. So, on the MPC it takes too long. You said for me, it doesn't okay. take that long. But I mean, now with the invention of the computer mm-hmm. and sampling, it's like it's unnecessary. Like I can just import. I can I can I can record something into Ableton and then export as a loop and then put it into the MPC. So it's not that it's unnecessary. And your go-to drum machine? Um, I don't know anyone really, but I still got my little vocal vocal beats. I like that Voca, one a lot. Uh, vocal beats. I like that, that one a lot. Yeah. Oh yeah. I you 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 play with that at the. Uh... At the uh, decisive uh, one year uh, party. Yeah, yeah, I still, I still like it. I mean, the MPC more. I mean, the vocal beats is only one drum set. I also have a vocal sampler that has a little bit more different, a little more different drums variation inside of it. Uh huh. Are there any other drum makers that inspire you? Um, anyone really? I think anyone. I mean, like it's. I mean, you can put down a band. Mad Lib. <laughs> oh, I mean, you talking about people who produce producers? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I told you, like, uh, my my influences would probably be like Paul Johnson, um, right? Uh, Larry Heard, Robert Armani. Oh yeah. Um, top dog. Some of the Chicago. Uh, Ghetto track producers, they used to call it back in the day. Uh, DJ Jamin Gerald, DJ Dion, uh, DJ Sluggo, DJ Melton. So it was always really raw. DJ Funk. I used to like those tracks, all the tracks, they were really raw and, uh, and move with minimal. So they're probably have you had any, describes have my you had, style. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, say? can you repeat that? It describes my sound and probably it's like minimal but uh soulful but minimal but not minimal as like the minimal of the genre just like minimal in elements oh, okay uh-huh. 
What's your favorite synth? Uh, at the moment, it's a micro cord because I have it, and it's, you can do sound design. It's my favorite synth. Uh, what does it do? What does it do that's most important for you? You can sculpt just your sound in different ways. Uh, they got a, they got a, you know, two oscillators, uh, delay, uh, reverb, uh, amp, and it has the, and then also it has a, a regular filter on it and an amp EG, so you can get lots of sounds just from that. So it's nice. Wow. When you say not lots of sounds, are you? Are we talking about uh, uh, different types of instruments, or pianos, or, mm. or oh, the timbers? You start with timbers. a you, timbers. You start with a waveform, right? And then you you start from a waveform, and then you move up, and then you either get the string sound or a bass sound or whatever. You can get anything really mm-hmm. if you know if you know how to how to sculpt. But even and, if you don't know how to scope, it's still fun just to do random things. It's fun. How long you been? How long you been using this? Uh, I mean, I had I borrowed one from one of my friends for like in 2007 or something, and then it was mostly broken. But I got a good sound from it, and then I gave it back to him, and then later. I ended up buying one for somebody off Craigslist for like a hundred dollars. Had to get it fixed though, because the mini, the mini in and out wasn't working well. Mm-hmm. It was it was just shooting out random uh, mini information for no reason. <laughs> it was a, it was like it was alive. <laughs> so you could have used that to make me. <laughs> no, nah, I could never random. control. I could never control it. It was just like shooting out messages for no reason. No input messages shooting out of it. It was weird. And you got it repaired, huh? Was that was that expensive? I mean, that sounds nah, like nah. it's something. It's okay. not that expensive. That it was a few expensive. and a few day keys. They had a few day keys too, but it wasn't that expensive. It was good. So you probably paid more for the repairs than the machine, or no? No, not really. Oh. It was less. It was like it was cheap because they didn't have to order any parts. They just had to clean it out or something. And I had to order the key, the key, the key part. The key part. It was cheap. The keys don't cost that much. It's plastic. Yeah. So, what are you using for sequencing? Um, that's a that's a that's a question. Um, I guess you could say recording, sequencing. Sometimes I use a drum machine or sequence, or I record patterns. Uh, like uh, drum variations, uh, drum the separated drums, and there's sequence in Ableton, or just record a one track, uh, the dr- a drum machine sequence like that, and then have my skeleton with the drums, and then add over it. But I mean, usually I make a I make a uh, idea first, and then go ahead and arrange it. Mm. But yeah, usually with Ableton, or sometimes I use it to a drum machine or an MPC or something. And then record it out, and then record on overdub, and then build it like that. Sometimes visually, sometimes audio, the audio way, sometimes the visual way. Just depends mm. how how I felt that day. Do you do you do a lot of uh, well, well uh, from start to finish? Are you are you just jamming and then cut out whatever is good for you? Or are you kind of arranging? 
I mean, when I'm jamming, I'm arranging it anyway. Because okay. I mean, I've been I've been honing that skill for a long time. However, it just depends, man. How however I want to do it. Sometimes I set out to just make the make four kick drum patterns, or and then go between those, and then make some hi hat patterns, or some snare patterns, some uh, tom patterns, some clap patterns, something like that. Or to do it all at once, and then to see what that comes out. So it depends on how I'm, how I'm feeling. So this means that you have a certain number of loops that are sequenced already, and then you just kind of play everything over top of that. Are you arranged into the into Ableton, and then kind of fill in the blanks? Well, no, no. It's it's more like uh, either I record a one on one uh, one track, the drums or something like this, and then I have that skeleton. Or I take like a four bar loop or a kick and then get some variations and then all the rest of the parts that I, I mentioned or ones I choose to make. And then I just use Ableton to record that and it's fully editable mm-hmm. and do it like that sometimes. But that's, I don't do that so much, but that's also, it's possible. Any, so, favorite, any favorite plugins you're using? Um, no, not in particular. Uh, the most of the plugins I use are just like from uh, EQ, volume, volume control. Every once in a while for like uh, saturation or like tape, 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 tape control or something like this. Give it that old like uh, analog tape sound. I mm. do that sometimes. Chicago got a headache, right? <laughs> no, I just like the way it sounds. It sounds nice. You like you like more uh, thin tracks or fat width tracks or you like it reduced I mean, pretty much? I like to do. I like to get the best sound I can or whatever whatever feeling I'm getting. I mean, it took a it took a while to, to to get a good sound. So I don't know. I guess it's still learning. That's something you can always learn. It's always a possibility. I don't know if I'm correct or not, but a lot of your stuff is pretty much pretty stripped down, or. I mean, to the to the to the at first, but you, if you get into it, you hear what's going on. Okay. Well, yeah, it's not less is more for me always. Okay. What is your go-to bass synth? Go-to bass synth. <laughs> bass. Um, what you mean, like cocaine? No, uh, or- that too. <laughs> Rocket. Yeah, free, yeah, free, free bass, huh? That low end, that low end frequency, <laughs> bang free, ma- free bass and cocaine, Freemason, Freemason bass, Freemason. I don't need Freemason to cocaine though. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I don't, like I said, like, only one I have at my house at my disposal at the moment is the Vulcan ba- beat bass, the Vulcan bass. So that I guess that's my go-to because that's the only one I have. But I, I used to use the subtractor a lot for a reason. I had like, I don't know, like a, a several hundred patches and it was gonna make wow. all, all kinds of sounds. So. Reason reason was a, is a major uh, production um, tool for many well, cause producers, it's, right? It's, it's a, it's a, you got all the, the built-in or like the, the synths that come with are very nice. Mm. The synths that come with it. It's a little bit. It sounds a little bit thin, but once you figure out how to fatten it up, the mm. whole thing, you can mm. get whatever you want. 
that's why most people just use it and rewire into like Logic or or Ableton or Studio One or Fruity Loops or something like this, and then use the other thing to mix it to mix the sounds. But Reason itself has some good mixing stuff, but you need to like it, it takes some work to get the sound good. Like you can get a great idea, but the sound to make it sound fat, you gotta put some work into it. And this, that's just the way the program is. I don't know why it's like that. Mm. Um, off topic a, a bit here. Um, besides music, is there anything else that is a hobby that you like or something that you really enjoy? Um, I guess. I just like spend time with the fam mm. and and it's chilling these days I guess it's chilling that's a hobby in itself I guess right mm. I, mean, I used to, yeah, I, I, used to read, forced. I used to read more often but I don't read so much these days I don't know I, I guess the older I get the, the slower the slower it's become and I'm just like reflecting on my life and seeing what's mm. important As for your pastime, um, you were working as a librarian for a while. Does that influence you uh, in your life to this day? Or? I mean, being I've always will be a, a librarian by profession and training. I know it's, it's a, it was a great thing to learn. It taught me a lot about uh, classification, a lot about objectivity. A lot about how society works. A lot about how social constructs. It's educated me in general about uh, organization of, of of human society. Mm-hmm. So I mean that help that help that helps everybody or anybody to help you to do anything really. You can you can put it with anything. You can put librarianship with anything. What, what was what were some of the job requirements while you were working as a librarian? What what would that be like? You walk in and start begin to do what? Uh, to oh the description. Yeah, I mean, like you, uh, at a public uh, at a public library, you would have a collection that you would you would maintain. Uh, one part of the collection, maybe fiction, certain alphabet letters, or nonfiction, mm. uh, certain subjects. Right. You would do reference when people would ask you questions. You probably might teach a class or do some workshops for the public or for other uh, people. Like, uh, and then you would make uh, like uh, displays, like look and see what's going on for the month. It can be like National Buddha Week or something. Then you can put some books out about Buddhism. So it's like whatever. So you just use your mind and, and make that out. Or you could be a cataloging librarian and you just, when the new books come, you put the information into a database and you put right. like the, t- the taxonomy right. down. So, the, so you could do that. You could be a, a manager or a director, talk to the public, talk to the mayor of the city uh, and do all Did the you- stuff. So you yeah. worked there. You worked there for. You worked there for how? Many, you worked there for a long time. So you must have worked yourself up to, to, through the through the ranks, or. I mean, it's, I mean, you had to go to library school to become a librarian. That's the only way you can get your way work your way up. Okay. Oh, it's I either see. a librarian or not, and then like as, 
the people who weren't librarians were usually like administrative assistants, something like this. Mm-hmm. So, cool, cool. Um, yeah. Um, I was going over this in my mind a couple of interviews and I wanted to uh, run this run this by you um, being that we are in this uh, period of lockdown and restrictions and um, I find that the digital transformation period is just skyrocketing and there's so many things that uh, we are <laughs> dependent on <laughs> as far as devices and apps and social communication uh, do you think that social media influences uh, one success in the music industry nowadays it definitely makes it makes it easier for people with those skills to become successful in the music industry particularly but generally speaking in order to become a, a music as a social media success you have to be a creator and not just music, you have to make f- funny skits or show you something interesting with your life. And so you had to deal with make this happen. And if you can, you can have a better chance of becoming a popular artist if you can do these things. And not make music, just... I mean, I mean <laughs> just music your appearance. Is a second, it's a secondary thing. Wow. It, should be, it should be about the music, but it's not. That sucks. It's not. So yeah, so even for any but anything really, if you got to if you got to if you if you make it if you can act, it's like acting. If you're the entertainer, entertainer, like before people just being musicians, but now you got to be entertainer. If Roy Ayers back in the day had to do all this, I don't know if he would have been famous, or his well, his music spoke for itself though. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. music spoke for itself, and he and, and his personality. Uh, his humor, his or your uh, connection to people that you are um, actually uh, letting, uh, giving them, uh, giving them something to influence their lives, or giving them something they can uh, relate to. Um, that's not important anymore. I mean, I guess you are, but in a way, giving them something to relate to because. It's like the highlight of your the highlights of your life. I'm just saying, it, it, the music is not as important as it once was. It, specifically, if the music and social media is not as important as it once was, this is that's also agendas involved too as well. I think in the situation when it comes to like uh, do do these do music websites actually look for new music or is it payola? That's a question that we need to mm. we need to ask. You think people are actually listening I mean, better part, to music now? I think music is more popular than it's ever been. It's just that okay. it's it's just devalued. It is it's been devalued. That's all. It's more popular than it's ever been. People pay people pay more for music than they ever paid for music before. Right now. If you, if you think about it, people got people download music, and then they also have uh, paid s- subscriptions for streaming. For instance, paying like ten dollars a month. Like, how many people was paying ten dollars a month before this for music? So, 
it's they wasn't. They were stealing it. They was taking it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's more popular than ever was. And, and then, uh, then they don't, and then they don't pay the artists anything for the streams. Crazy. Ter- it's terrible. I mean, it's horrible, man. I can't. I just, you know. Um, uh, do you think social media um, is important, or is it basically becoming an overkill? I mean, it's a, it's a social media in general is important. Um, it's just a natural evolution of human society. Uh, everybody has an opinion. Everybody has a voice. That being good and bad. Good is that you connect with people that you know that you that have like like uh, values and minds. That's also bad too at the same time because sometimes it becomes an echo chamber, and so that's bad. Mm-hmm. But so you just gotta like anything. You gotta tread carefully. It's like reading the Bible. I mean, it's, it's, it has some good lessons inside of it. But do you do everything that you see, that's that you read inside of it? Mm-hmm. You know. So, and some of it's kind of di- contradictory. It's really difficult to do, isn't it? <laughs> in this yeah. in, in this society, <laughs> in this world, I mean, uh, if you calculate all the 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 problems and that we face uh, the last what um, ten years ten since years. I met you, since ten, I met you, ten years. Man. You mean since since the world started turning? Okay, I mean, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's not argumental with, um, for yeah. my part, but since they're humans, since they were humans on it, and had complex ideas, yeah. <laughs> Destroying everything to touch, right? Uh, mostly, <laughs> mostly, or just taking stuff from each other. <laughs> raping, uh, raping, pillaging. Uh huh. What would be the most annoying thing, or what if, what pissed you off lately? Anything? What annoys you or pissed you off? Um, mostly conspiracy theories that everything okay. that everything's a conspiracy. Everything is a conspiracy. Mm. That's, that's what pissed me off. Like, yes, of course, there's mad conspiracies. Of course, governments do stuff that the people don't know about. Of course, the military industrial complexes of any country. But yeah, but I'm just saying like everything's a conspiracy theory. Like when the Trump, uh, the Trump uh, supporters raid the U.S. Capitol, people saying that's not that weren't Trump supporters. That was Antifa and all this other stuff. And like and special forces and people st- stealing Nancy Pelosi's laptop so she can get arrested. All this <laughs> stuff. I'm like, I'm like, man, y'all got some issues. And then like. I'm just, I'm just saying to read. I'm like, come on, man. Everything's that conspiracy. Oh, the woman got shot. She didn't get shot. Like, oh, she didn't get shot. It was fake. I'm like, it could be a psychological operation. But then I would say that the first, the original psychological operation uh, on the massive scale is religion. It's religion. Yeah, generally speaking, you can influence the most people with the, the, the with the the least amount of. Uh, of uh, effort, mm-hmm. it's already built in. Has a book, everything. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, but so that, but that, that's, that, that's conspiracy theory for me. Is the, is the Bible a man-made? Is it written by humans, or did Moses run into a volcano and come out with Ten Commandments? <laughs> 
Ah, uh, good one. All right, that's a, that's a good one. Which artist influenced you in the past, and who influences you now? I don't know. It's hard to say. I said like the past. Hard, hard. Every past. time we get on the phone, you you you're singing like. Yeah, but you, I mean, I mean, I had a wide wide range of musical influences or like likes. Like, as far as, it depends on, like, my production style, I guess. It's a very sh- Chicago-based, but, like, music that I like in general can be from everywhere. I like Boosie Collins, James Brown, Roy Ayers, but also, like, Larry Heard and Robert Armani, and Chicago house DJs, some of them. Um, I like Claude Busey, uh, I mean, Bach and Beethoven. Here we go. Rock, man. Who, name me one. Name me a rock. Queen, Queen. Queen. Oh, yeah. Kiss. Oh, no. Kiss, Kiss is rock. Kiss, Kiss is rocking, though. Kiss is rocking. But, you know, uh, 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 free R. Kelly. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> uh, I was thinking about Kiss. You didn't Kiss ain't had sex on the age chicks. What about Ted Nugent? Kiss, Ted Nugent, baby. He was oh, the one, yeah. He made, made that song jail, baby. He made, a song yeah. of, he made a song about having sex with minors, so I don't know. <laughs> he ain't in jail. Yeah, and he ain't in jail. He should be. She should be. Get them all. You're going to go after him, get them. Get them. That is a good one. <laughs> if, uh, and what, are there any, is there, are there any uh, artists or music that influence you now? Would it be hip-hop Trap, drum and bass. Trap and drum and bass don't even put those in the same. <laughs> in the same okay. sense. All right, all right. But uh, no, I don't know. In I, general. I, mean, I, I just, I think, uh, I just, whenever I hear something good, I appreciate it. And then that's it. So it could be some random SoundCloud person mm-hmm. or a track on SoundCloud or somebody making, I listen to a mix, they hear something I like. And, so I don't have a specific person. I just like specific things when I hear it. I ask that because a lot of, since I've known you, a lot of your stuff is pretty much uh, driven by soulful sounds. And, you know, um, so that's why I'm curious about your uh, background. Motown, you, 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 is that, <laughs> you uh, seem to be running a lot of Motown stuff by me. A lot of times, and a lot of yeah, probably uh, like the Philadelphia. A lot of philosophical, Phil- a lot of philosophical Philadelphia stuff. strings sound, the disco from the, with the strings, the Philly. Um, I mean, I, I, I just all kind of stuff. Isaac Hayes, or Black Moses, you know what I'm saying? That album, and then uh, I don't know, Teddy Pendergrass, uh, Howard Melvin, the Blue Notes, the Dells. I mean, it's all kind of stuff. The OJs. Uh, I mean, come on. I mean, let's start kind of music. 60s, 70s? Yeah, it's, uh, for whatever. Now, if it was good and I liked it, then I listened to it. What would what would be your best advice um, for a electronic newcomer? I would ask yourself, what are you doing it for? Are you doing it for fame, or are you doing it because you want to do it? And then maybe you might get some notoriety 
if you're doing it just because you want to do it for the love. So this is, if you make music, just make music. Don't worry about anything else. Just make music and then try to release it somehow. And now, now this is the time of self-publishing. So you can make 20 albums and publish all of them. I'm not saying that's a good thing or a bad thing. Or if it's if you if you got if you prolific and you can make that, then put it up on Bandcamp. I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't make. I mean, I guess if you just started, you might want to use Spotify so you can get a bigger audience. Uh-huh. Yeah, but I mean, if you can make some vinyl, make some vinyl. If you can do some downloads, do some downloads, and not necessarily do a, a vinyl and a download. Do maybe a download and then different something different for vinyl. If you if you have the opportunity to do it. I mean, that's still a market for vinyl. That's still a market. Still a it's market. amazing, right? That, that first you hear these these theories about dying, and then <laughs> it was the same with hardware. See, there there was this uh, extinction, extinction, uh, extinction uh, of these uh, 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 hardware and vinyl, and then all of a sudden they return again. And they're making new pieces, updating new, pieces. People still right. pack. Right, people stealing patents and making clones right. of uh, pieces. Right. So yeah, I mean, because some people like that. I mean, of course, it's always a generation, a new generation, that miss everything, and uh, and then they want it, and they want to use it. That's how that works. A new generation. So it's always a new generation that don't want it. Crazy, right? Until until it's not possible anymore to produce then. Like there's no more oil in the world. You can't make any more vinyls. You can't make any more plastic. So we're forced to not have it. I mean, but even with the like the, the club scenes, you've seen the past like four, three years, turntables became rarer and rarer. It was mostly CJs with USB, and CJs cost way more than turntables. The USB with the links, yeah, like one thousand each. Yeah, more than that, they, yeah, they're up yeah. to like two. They got them up. <laughs> yeah, they got them up to like two thousand or more. Yeah, it's expensive. They're like, you know, can I can I just get a, a basic CJ with a link? I don't, I don't need Q points. I don't need all the stuff they got on there. Unnecessary. I mean, I'm sure if you know how to use it, it's amazing. But that's probably more for like hip hop DJs for having Q points and scratching and all that stuff. I enjoy them. I, I enjoy the uh, the options. It's too expensive, and I I enjoy the fact that it's multi uh, uh, connectable. And you, there's so many different things that you can how you can manipulate the music with these uh, with these tools, and that's fantastic. Uh, obviously, it's a lot of work, and um, if you are into uh, DJ culture, yeah, you can transcend all your skills onto this uh, unit. So. Yeah, um, it's uh, I guess that's up to the creator, right, or the performer. Yeah, yeah, it's up to how you how you want to use the technology, mm-hmm. and, and maybe somebody young can use it or, or find a way to to innovate with the technology. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you should learn your basis, how to beat match in any situation. Just learn how to beat match for sure. Shoot, I was train wrecking first, man. You got to train wreck first. <laughs> yeah, to understand how the how the beats work. Yeah, how the rhythm is set up. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, if you could be rocking, if you could be rocking the crowd right now, what would you be playing? I don't know. It's hard to say. This it depends on the time of the day and the end of the song. I can't think about that. What would you be? Would you be jacking? 
mean, sometimes it depends on the. I, I, it's really how the feeling of the places. I mean, I mean, no, I mean, what I'm trying to say is after this shutdown and after this this uh, uh, separation of what we love so much, man, I would go in there and I would just be banging it out. I wouldn't be holding back nothing. That was just like a release. It's I mean, I do that a release of feelings. Anyway. I mean, it's yeah. a release of feelings, you know? But I mean, like, I'm playing, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get the girls to be sexy, you know? Okay. So, I mean, that's what I'm, I mean, generally speaking, I want people to dance and then dudes to come up on some chicks. That's kind of what, or chicks mm-hmm. come up on some dudes. That's kind <laughs> of you, <laughs> you know, I used to go to the club. You, you know, you go to the club, you know, you're going home with somebody. <laughs> I was trying, I was, I was trying to. Trying to. <laughs> because the DJ was playing, he was playing such great music where the where you had to get you know get close to a girl or you know. Yeah, society was just different. Yeah, but I'm saying that's the purpose. And like you know, that's the purpose of it. So yeah, I did playing whatever. It's like I play some tunes. I don't know. Man. I got a lot of tunes that I like. And at the time, you have to favor more favorites than other. You had your favorites, and uh, at the time, you thought you, you're feeling something that you're like, man, this is where it's great at the party. <laughs> so it depends. That it's just too much music. That's hard to say. So you got to pick out a set. You know, first you pick out a set that you want to play. That's how you usually do it. And then, but it be straight up house. I mean, mo- mostly in the in that vein. Okay. In that vein, I usually that's what, that's, that's what I play usually in that vein. House is a culture, you know. All things but house. I, I like I to play, call it all things house. I don't play trance and shit like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm not I don't mm-hmm. play trance or progressive or anything or drum bass. I'm playing stuff that's like four on the floor. Mm-hmm. That I, I remember that I remember that on Fondo, part of my my moral code of music, of audio, you know, my, the, the stuff that I grew up playing. Just updated for for, for me from t- for 2021, you know. Mm. Bro, in closing, can you tell us um, about your mix? Uh, what were you feeling? What uh, sound you project? And uh, what mo- what was your motivation for the track selection? Oh no, this one this one was the simple. Like I wanted to emulate how I would play at a party, and so that's what that was. This this is a party vibe. Sometimes I have a podcast vibe where I just want to play some tunes that I don't get to play. But this time I was trying, I was conscious of like, I want this to be like danceable. It might not be danceable to some people, but it's danceable to me. And that's what you would hear from me. If, if, if When it was recorded and I was at the club, you probably would hear these tunes. We're not in the same order, but you would hear them definitely. Because anyway, plus it's tunes I like, that I like to listen to, you know? So that's part of the reason why I do podcasts or do mixes is cool. I can enjoy my music collection. Right. You know, because I mean, like, I got so much music and like, I, I often I don't get to hear it because it's, it's tucked away somewhere or it's on a record. And like, damn, that was a good, this is a good track. I forgot I had it. But, yeah, <laughs> but if you hear, you know how you play a mix, an old, older mix, you be like, what, what yeah. track is that? I know <laughs> I got that, but I forget the name of it. Who made that? Well, well, thanks a lot, man. Uh, and it's good to see that you're safe and and you're in good spirits and you seem you're working and uh, taking care of the family and still, uh, you know, getting the music out there. He's still as uh, as humorous as ever. 
And I grew you know, a beard. I grew a beard. And, and he grew a beard. <laughs> he sure did. He grew, everybody's growing their hair and growing a beard. You know, me, I went out and bought myself some clippers. And I cut my hair uh, nearly once a week. So I'm good. I learned it from my uh, my Nigerian buddies how to cut my own hair. So I got my I got my my stilo down. So thanks a lot, man, for being here. And I, and I know you had a long, a long evening of work. Uh, and um, I know you want to get some rest. It's an early morning. Thank you for getting back with me. I'm glad we uh we had the chance to to chit chat a bit. Yeah, as I say, we chop it up. We chop, chop it up. Chop it up. But also in your ordained pimp vocabulary, chop up that paper hoe. Chop up that paper hoe. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so let's listen in to uh, Mr. Hakim Murphy's Jack and House vibe on the Decisive Podcast Series 2000. Yeah, I need them 10s and 20s, you know what I'm saying? Right on. Let's, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> 